Howdy. I, I don't know what it's saying. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dad Sense. Podcast for folks looking for their financial future. So we manage their financial prison the right way. This podcast is hosted by my dad, Jason Fields. And the director of Space Path Financial Advisor. I love him. And now, your host, my daddy. Aw, thank you, Jewel. You did a great job. You ready to start the show? Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dad Sense, a show for family men and women looking to grow their financial future and manage their financial present the right way. We're all about family, food, fun, and finance. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. You, Every week you choose to be here, and we're grateful for you. You all make this show, so thank you so much for joining us. And matter of fact, if you have friends, family members, colleagues, neighbors, pets, whatever, <laughs> anyone you think would enjoy Dad Sense, please, please share this podcast with them. We would really, really appreciate that. Today, I am going to talk about financial literacy. Can you pass the test? Now, some of you out there listening, you might be already well-established in the financial world, and hey, that is wonderful. That's what we're striving for. But if there's someone that you know who maybe wouldn't pass that financial literacy test, this might be the episode for them. So again, feel free to share it. I've got a really neat food hack someone sent to me. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. We'll get into that momentarily. I'm recording on a Monday. The Fuchs family enjoyed the weekend. We hope you all had a nice weekend as well. Not as long as last week (laughs) with President's Day, but we still had a lot of fun. Nothing major for us in the Fuchs family. Saturday, my brother's son, my nephew, Jules' cousin, was in a soccer tournament. He's actually playing all weekend. I think Saturday and Sunday, he played almost four games, and the coach didn't sit him out. So he played the entire game four times. As you can imagine, a little bit tired. (laughs) But we got to see him play. Wes, fantastic job. Hey, I know you came in second place, your team. I know you're striving for first, but you all played wonderfully. I am so proud of you. Well done, Wes. Great, great job. I hope you have recovered. (laughs) I hope you're rested. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to see my brother and his family again on Sunday. They stopped by briefly to introduce us to their new pup. They have a a French bulldog. His name's Hero. He's a wonderful dog. And ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Amber, Jewel, and I, we have three dogs, one of which is a Frenchie Boston Terrier mix. His name's Bear. And unfortunately, Bear and Hero didn't get to play together. Hero gets overheated really easily, and Bear does not know when to quit. So hopefully in the future, we'll get these two together and they'll have some fun. (laughs) But a wonderful weekend. And I said it earlier, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all enjoyed your weekend as well. Jewel has the book fair this week, and I am so pumped about that. When I was a little kid, I always loved the book fair coming to school. I was obsessed with those Goosebump books, so they're 
horror genre, but you know, you're talking six, seven, eight year olds, not, not terribly scary, but I always loved reading those books as a kid. And every day this week, we're going to get dual new book. Of course, she's going to get to pick it out. And then Thursday, what's really neat is the school is going to have a fair. And the idea is they want each student to dress up in their favorite character of a book. And for Jewel, <laughs> she's going to dress up as Pinkalicious. We have a book all about Pinkalicious and how they're camping and imagining and creating stories. And Jewel's going to get dressed up all in pink and a nice dress. And it'll be fun and it'll be neat. They're going to have a mini parade where the kids are going to walk around in their costumes through the school and the parking lot. So Amber and I will be there for that. And I'm really excited about that. I love reading. I used to love reading as a child, and I see that in Jewel. She's always picking up books, always asking, the Daddy, Mommy, can you read this to me? And I think she's really going to enjoy the book fair and parade on Thursday this week. Very exciting stuff. All right, now I think it's time to get into our food hack of today's episode. Let's jump into that now. All right, welcome back to today's food topic, another food hack. Today's food hack comes from, we'll call him John. I always like to protect the identity of the folks sharing recipes and other info. We are getting a ton of emails, ton of food ideas, lots of pictures with families and such, and I'm loving all of it. And ladies and gentlemen, feel free to send that info at sagepathfa.com. John, he sent this to me via email after listening to our last episode, Financial Tips for Your 40s. Thank you for your kind words about the episode, John. We're glad that it helped you. John's hack, slice with dental floss. This one is really neat. All of them are really neat, to be honest with you. Use unflavored dental floss to cleanly slice through all kinds of things. You could do goat cheese rounds when you divide the dough. Cut cinnamon rolls, split cake rounds, or you can slice layered cheesecake so those layers, they don't get muddied. I used this on a cake, and it worked so well. I was really impressed. No mess. So easy. I will caution you, though, ladies and gentlemen, I don't recommend using the scented or flavored floss. (laughs) Our cake had a little bit of mint when we were done slicing it, but it was still good. So... Try it out, ladies and gentlemen. Don't use the scented floss, though. Let me know what you think. Again, info at sagepathfa.com. Keep the recipes coming. Keep the food hacks coming and keep those wonderful photos coming. I love all of these emails that we're getting. With that being said, I think it's time for us all to grab a slice of cake and let's head into the financial portion of the show, shall we? All right, let's jump into it now. Welcome back to our financial topic of today's episode, financial literacy. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have heard the term financial literacy, or maybe you've come across it as you've learned how to navigate finance and make decisions regarding your money, your finances. But what does financial literacy really mean? Ladies and gentlemen, I am so glad you asked. In its simplest form, financial literacy is understanding financial topics relating to personal finance, protection, borrowing, 
and investing. You know you've mastered financial literacy when you're confident in making informed money decisions. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, if that's not you, then this episode is for you. If you are listening to this episode and you feel financially established, you feel confident in making informed money decisions, you might not have a need for these tips, but think about someone who might, your kids, your grandkids, whoever. I spend quite a bit of time with middle schoolers, high schoolers, through all the nonprofit work I do in the church. And from what I've heard, they love listening to podcasts. Now, maybe you know someone who is in that boat too. Anyway, let's move on, Jason. I've said enough. (laughs) And I'm using third person. Who am I? I created five fundamental principles of financial literacy. And for the sake of time today, we're going to cover two of them. If you want the other three, call me, email me, no strings attached. The information is yours. I never hold this type of stuff hostage. The email is info at sagepathfa.com and the phone number is 904-366-9388. These principles of financial literacy, they're determined by the Federal Financial Literacy and Education Commission. Try to say that 10 times fast. (laughs) So they're legit. A thorough knowledge of these concepts provides a base to make sound financial decisions that will lead you to a secure financial future. And that's what we're all striving for, right, ladies and gentlemen? All right. So what are the five? Well, you always ask such great questions, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm so glad that you asked. Now, I'm going to list the five, but again, we're only going to cover two of them. So we'll start with number one. Number one, earnings. It is essential to have a detailed understanding of your entire compensation package. This includes your pay, an annual bonus, health insurance, vacation days, other benefits that might factor into that compensation. Number two, spending wisely and budgeting. A sound understanding of budgeting is the foundation for achieving your financial goals. Without understanding what you're spending your money on, you're never gonna be able to let it grow. Funding retirement, college tuition, even a vacation, it requires diligent savings. Your budget, it can tell you what you've earned, what you're spending, and what's left over each month. And there are several budgeting strategies to try, so see which one works for you. Number three, saving and investing. This includes creating an emergency fund and setting aside money for short and long-term goals. Number four, protecting yourself. Knowing what insurance to have to protect yourself and your financial situation is incredibly important. And lastly, number five, borrowing money and credit. Managing debt is an essential aspect of the financial picture. Understanding the different types of debt, controlling your credit score, and keeping yourself from overwhelming debt are crucial. Now today, we're gonna cover two. We'll cover earnings, and the second topic we'll cover is saving and investing. Ready? All right, let's jump into it now. Starting with earnings, know what you earn. Understanding your total compensation is a pillar of your financial literacy, but there is so much more that can go into it. 
For many employers, a comprehensive employee benefit package is one way to attract and retain employees. However, not all packages are created equal. Some employers will cover more costs than others, and understanding the structure of those benefits and their impact on your take-home pay is vital. You need to be able to make educated financial decisions, and you're not going to be able to make those decisions if you don't understand the structure of your benefits and how they impact your take-home pay. Let's talk a little bit about common elements of a compensation package. Your hourly wage or salary. Your wage, it refers to the amount of money you earn for your job. And depending on your position, employers may also include bonuses, commissions, as part of your compensation plan. Next up is your retirement plan. And the retirement plan has a significant benefit when considering an employer. Not all retirement plans are structured the same way. So be sure to understand yours completely. And if you need help, reach out to us. We'd be happy to help you. Most will match a portion of an employee's contributions, typically between 4%, maybe 6%. And if your employer offers a match, opt in if your circumstances allow. Ladies and gentlemen, this is free money. Who wouldn't want that, right? All right, next up is health insurance. Health insurance is the most important benefit for employees because its costs and benefits can vary widely. While it's illegal for an employer to discriminate against specific classes of employees, they can decide how much of the premium to cover. Therefore, don't focus solely on the bottom line price when you compare your costs and your benefits. Instead, depending on your circumstances, of course, it might be worth paying more for comprehensive coverage. Next up, paid time off. You probably know this as PTO. For salaried employees, employers often offer PTO for holidays, vacation days, sick days, personal days, maybe bereavement or maybe funeral leave. I know we do at SagePath. Be sure to understand how PTO accrues and if and when it expires. And if you don't use it every year, does it roll over? That's something that you're going to want to take into account too. Next up, disability insurance. Disability insurance, it replaces a portion of your income if you experience a qualifying event. Check what the insurance policy defines as a qualifying event the income replacement rate, and how that contract defines income. Got to read the small print. There are two types of disability insurance. There's short and long-term. Short-term disability, it may replace lost income over the first 90 days. And then long-term disability, it can potentially replace income for the rest of your life. That's right, for the rest of your life. Most employer-paid disability insurance is not portable. What does that mean? It means the coverage ends if you leave your job. Next up, dental and vision. Depending on your circumstances, signing up for these benefits may be worth it when your coverage renews each year. For example, dental coverage may, may help offset the cost of braces, implants, or Maybe oral surgery. 
Vision coverage may offset the cost of glasses, contacts, cover you for your annual visits to the eye doctor, the optometrist. And in addition, most employers offer these benefits at a reduced rate. So it's often very affordable to opt in. That's important. Next up, life insurance, major medical, and AD&D accidents. Many employers, they offer insurance to cover significant events like death, major medical expenses, and any accidents. However, major medical and AD&D differ from disability insurance. That's very important. Disability insurance, it tends to have a broader definition of qualifying events. On the other hand, these three coverages, they have a very narrow definition under which they will pay a claim. And like most employee benefits, these three coverages, they're often rarely portable. That means if you leave your job, you lose them. Ladies and gentlemen, wrapping up number one, understanding your comprehensive employee benefits plan and how those benefits can impact your take-home pay, it's critical. If you, if a family member, neighbor, cousin, brother, sister, whatever, if anyone you know, anyone close to, anyone you care about has questions about your employee benefits coverage, don't hesitate to contact our office for help. We'd be happy to make ourselves available for you. All right, tip number two, financial literacy. Saving for your dreams should start now. That is so important. Knowing what you earn, having a solid budget are two necessary steps in managing your money. If you have both of those in place, you're going to want to set up plans to save for expenses you need to cover in the short term, long term, and in the event that you have an emergency. An actionable savings plan, it allows you to maximize your money and reach the investment goals that you laid out for yourself or your family. Okay, let's talk about those four short-term goals first. It's essential to save money to pay for necessary and discretionary expenses. These could be things like travel, purchases, hobbies. Be sure to factor in the funds you would need to pay for these short-term goals and adjust your budget accordingly. Now that we've laid out your short-term goals, let's lay out your long-term goals. Let's identify those. Long-term goals, they should include what your goals are and also include a dollar amount and a deadline. And try to get as specific as possible for these. First, make a tangible list of any financial goals. You could save for a home, pay for college, the big one we all have, retirement dreams. Then determine how much you'll need on hand and when you'll need it. Create an emergency fund. A critical way to prevent accumulating debt is to create an emergency fund. My clients were able to survive COVID because we implemented an emergency savings strategy. So some folks who got laid off or lost their jobs had that cushion because we planned for that unexpected event. An emergency fund, it's a savings account. You can draw from that account when an unexpected expense arises. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you get laid off. Maybe someone in your house gets sick. Maybe your HVAC dies. I don't know, maybe your roof caves in. Those are emergency expenses, and it's important that we have something established to take them into account. 
A financially literate saver knows how much to set aside and when to add more as certain life events arise. How much to set aside? Well, ideally, three to six months worth of expenses. And for me, I'd rather see six months as opposed to three months. Again, I want to plan for the worst case scenario. Does that make sense? All right. Plan for retirement. No matter how far away your retirement feels, it could be tomorrow. It could be 20 years, 30 years. Maybe you're already retired. If you're not, retirement is closer than you think. And when developing savings goals, retirement planning should be concurrent with any other goals that you've set. Being financially literate on this topic means you'll be able to know what you'll need to retire and the investment vehicles you can use to get there. And balancing a long and short-term expense without upsetting your budget, it is crucial to financial literacy. And ultimately, planning for expenses, is it's a beneficial exercise. It takes time. It takes forethought. Find the time in your schedule. Think ahead about what's on the horizon. Make the space. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen. I know you're all busy, but when you make the time and you create the space, get yourself away from all those distractions, it'll be worth it. And hey, if you need a second opinion, please schedule time with our office to talk it through. We are here to help. Let's wrap this up. Those were two principles of financial literacy. If you like to see the other three, please reach out to me. They're yours, no strings attached. If you'd like to test your financial literacy knowledge, I created a really neat financial literacy quiz. Email me for the link. It's really neat. Super quick, super easy to take. Again, no strings attached. But hey, we hope you feel better about your own financial literacy after listening to today's episode. Please, please, ladies and gentlemen, let us know if there are any areas you'd like to take a deeper dive into. Also, again, friends, family, anyone who would benefit or find these resources helpful, please don't hesitate to send them along. To all of our listeners, you make this show, and I love being here with you every week. I appreciate all of you. Be well and make it a great day. Ho, ho, ho. Hello, it's me, Santa Claus, otherwise known as Old Saint Sage Pat. Jason has me on payroll so his three-year-old daughter can get all the hot toys ahead of schedule. I'm visiting from the North Pole so I can read the disclosures. We don't want to irritate regulators now with securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. FSC member, FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned in other entities and or marketing products or services referenced or are independent of FSC. Jason Fuchs, Amber Fuchs, and Sage Path Financial Advisors are unaffiliated. Ho, ho, ho.